What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? Well, your Kansas City Chiefs handled the Miami Dolphins in a dominant fashion in the wild card round. They win 26-7. They won in the fourth coldest game in NFL history. Um, like I said, we're going to review that one today. Uh, we don't know who our divisional opponents are. It could be Buffalo, could be Houston. So get ready. Welcome to the Keem Connect Podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast. Your host, producer, Eric Partis. Guys, welcome to Keem Connect. Hope you guys are all doing well. This is a victory Monday. Well, yesterday was technically a victory Sunday, but we are into a victory Monday as well. Um, we will find out uh, who the Chiefs play uh, after this game currently, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Um, either we will be playing uh, Houston if uh, Pittsburgh wins or or we'll be heading to Orchard Park uh, if Buffalo wins. <clears throat> Honestly, I don't really care who we play. I, I seeing how we we were in the wild card game. I it, this is the Chiefs in the playoffs, and especially with the defense that we have, like we can easily win the Super Bowl. It can happen. You know, it, it may have not felt this way. I don't know. Weeks probably like a month ago. Didn't feel it did not feel like this team could walk into the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. It felt like we were going to be a first round exit. But you know, it's like it, it's crazy. I feel like teams in the last month of football they always find they always find themselves to crap themselves, and we always seem to really figure it out during those times. But oh, that is not good. Okay, they ruled it. In, they ruled it incomplete. Okay. So right now, currently, Buffalo, I'm going to be kind of talking about this game in and out, but Buffalo's up 7-0 to zero at the moment. Still first quarter, four minutes to go, second to 10. Um, Mason Rudolph just threw a pass to, uh, pass to Pickens, and Pickens caught it, turned around, made a move, hopped forward, and then fumbled it, essentially. And then uh, Buffalo recovered it. And I mean, because his knees didn't even touch the ground. I mean, if I'm, if I'm, uh, yeah, I just was gonna say I would have challenged that if I'm McDermott, in which he did. He threw the challenge flag, rightfully so. Ooh, looks like they got um, Carl Sheffers as their ref today. Um, let's see how competent he is in their in their game. Uh, but no, they uh, that that was a uh, or is that Sheffers? Yeah, there's Carl Sheffers. Um, he's just got a face mask on, which rightfully so. Uh, anyways, uh, on to our game, wild card round, fourth coldest game, uh, fourth coldest game in Chiefs history or NFL history, I should say. Um, it was probably, I think, right at kickoff, you were right at negative four, and it wasn't as cold as they thought it was going to be. They were predicting it was going to probably be at least like negative ten. Um, and then it ended up being a little less, but the wind chill, the wind chill was still like minus 15, minus 20. It was still really cold outside. I mean, you could literally open up a water bottle and it would literally freeze on you in, in instance, instant seconds. Um, 
we did not go to the game. Uh, we thought about it, had some intentions. I mean, with how many free tickets there were, and uh, a lot of people were trying to just get rid of them, um, and people were selling them for so che- for so much cheap. And um, you know, I thought about it, and it was like, ah, takes a lot of energy to go to go to those type of games, especially with that with that cold. It's a different type of cold. Uh, I've only experienced it once, but I think it only, I think it was only, I think it was zero degrees. It never got down in the negatives. Uh, maybe it got down to like negative one or something like that, but it felt like minus, minus 15. And that was that Tennessee Titans uh, regular season game in 2016. And we didn't even have Patrick Mahomes yet. Uh, we, lo- we ended up losing the game. So it was pretty miserable leaving and how cold it was. Uh, but no, I, I applaud everybody who braved it, uh, this go round. I mean, it's a wild card round. I mean, like everybody seemed like they had fun. I mean, we were, they were still loud. It was still a rocking crowd. I mean, they, I think the, the, the count was still about 70,000 people. I mean, the comparative speaking to like how much Arrowhead actually holds in that stadium. I mean, that was, I mean, that was phenomenal. I mean, they were rocking I mean, dudes taking their shirts off. I mean, of course you kind of expected that and you, you know, it's like how much, you know, how drunk are they? You know, there's this one guy that was that was literally like James Palmer posted it, and um, James Palmer posted it, and uh, oh, what are they gonna do? What are they? What are they? Were oh, they overturned it. Wow. Well, Buffalo won that, uh, which I kind of called. Yeah, they're throwing their. They're throwing their little flags and stuff like that. Oh, there's still some Sailor fans there, but uh, they're, like, waving their little terrible towel. But then uh, since it's um, snowing, there's snowball fights happening. But, no, I applaud everybody for uh, braving our game, uh, making it. You you had to be layered up, you know, wearing some ski goggles, uh, some face masks. Uh, it, it was – you know what was really cool about uh, – how the tickets ended up dropping in price and how people were just trying to get rid of them. I, I really liked it because there was a lot of people that had said like, Hey, I've never had the opportunity to sit that low ever in Arrowhead. And I had like the best time sitting that low. And it was like crazy. This one guy posted a meme saying like, we feel like we're in luxury sitting in this low because you know, it's, Oh wow. Yeah. This is over. Yeah. This is over. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they just threw a touchdown uh, to Dalton Kincaid. It is now uh, going to be 14-0. I mean, it's still full first quarter. I mean, anything could happen. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not good. They just literally, like, threw one play after the turnover. Yeah, that's 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 not good. Um, but, no, uh, what else was I going to say about the game in general? Yeah, people who have never, you know, got to have those experiences, it was cool for them to actually get to experience those things. Um, another thing I want to say about, uh, the game, literally I've never seen so many beer slushies in my entire life. Like there was so much like, like, like people, people's beer cans were exploding. I mean, it was crazy. Literally like just big ass beer, beer slushes on top of their, their beer cans. It's ridiculous. Um, well, and you know, one thing that, you know, there it's it sits in an aluminum can. So, like, the aluminum can makes it more cold with it already being extremely ridiculously cold out. 
um, oh, back on the picture I said about James Palmer, there's a guy, Cheryl, is walking up, and he's, like, guessed the blood alcohol uh, content or blood alcohol level. And, you know, people just, like, a 1,000%. People's like, that's not alcohol. That's meth and bath salts. <laughs> you know, it, it's hilarious. But, you know, Miami was not – they were not prepared for this uh, this cold. You know, they it was literally – you looked at their, their temperatures. It was literally 85 degrees when they left when they left Miami, they left 85 degree and sunny to come up to, uh, to come up to, uh, negative, negative four degrees in a technical winter storm. And it feeling like minus 20 out snow, ice, you know, ground is hard. Uh, you know, everything just, it just, the football's harder, your helmet, all your equipment's harder. It hurts to hit. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, everything just it, it hurts more out in the cold, but you have to play through those elements. And the Chiefs, they know how to play through those elements because that's all they're used to. We're used to these these playoff games at this time of the year. They know cold. Miami does not know cold. They are not used to this. Now, Tyreek played here, so he he understands what it what it's like playing in the cold. But um he understands what it's like playing in the cold, but he, um, you know, he's been so used to that Miami weather that, you know, he just doesn't know what hit him. I would not be running the ball anymore at this point. You know, you got to pass the ball. Like, you guys have already kind of given up your chances for running the ball. So, they're going to be all over that shit. And people thought that they wanted George Pickens on this team. <laughs> George Pickens is a fucking cancer. Um, I said it. Yeah, he is. He's a cancer on his team. He's a fucking asshole. He is. He acts like an asshole all the damn time. I don't know the guy personally, but from what I hear, you know, I, I have friends that are I have friends that are in the NFL. I am friends with people who work in the NFL. I'm friends with people who work around the league. I know people. I talk to people. And from what I hear about him, he's an asshole. So they the thing about Pittsburgh, they need a quarterback. They need to stop playing. You know, they got to, you know, they got to literally walk up to uh, the Tomlin black, bro. Stop trying to get defense and all these freaking top defensive players. And you need to freaking draft the freaking quarterback superstar. Cause you know, they're trying to make it work with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett and not good. Um, but anyways, back in our, our game, uh, Let's start with our offense. Let's talk about the offense in general. We're going to start with um, we're going to start with uh, Pat Mahomes and you know and his and his play and how he did. Um, he was twenty three. Uh, he was twenty three of forty one. Two hundred sixty two passing yards, one touchdown. Uh, how they started this game? I mean, they pretty much went out past which was kind of confusing at first. You thought they were going to run like initially to the start, but they literally came out with three passes and that was just how they played. And then they started doing the runs um, with Pacheco. But Pat, uh, I mean, it, the dude was a baller. Dude was running around. A dude was running in that, in that cold. I mean, you saw it. You saw him uh, lowering his helmet. It shattered on him. First time we've ever seen that. That just goes to show you how cold it was out. Um, and if you go and look at that picture, the, the irony of that picture, that photo, it, it, it's so crazy. The shape of the um, the shape of the helmet or the shape of I should say the shape of the crack 
of what happened on the helmet literally looks like a Grim Reaper. If you look closely, people have acknowledged that already. It's all over social media, but that is crazy. I mean, shit, like Andy said, when it's Grim, be the Grim Reaper. And that man was. That man balled out. He was using his legs. He was slinging the ball everywhere. Um, you know, him and him and Rashi Rice, they, this is the real Kevin. They started working with each other uh, in, before the draft. And Pat even said, I knew that that was our guy, and that's who I wanted, and that's who they got. And Rashi Rice is wide receiver one. You know, I said this to a couple people months ago. I said, look, he's going to be our guy. I believe in that. He was going to be he, – he would have had 1,000 yards if they played in the last game, but, you know, they didn't, right? You know, he needed the rest, rightfully so. And uh, what was I going to say? They they were feeding him. You know, Mahomes was slinging, slinging the rock to him, the yak. I mean, it, it was just – it was phenomenal. You know, and Mahomes was feeding his other guys too. He was feeding Kelsey, of course, but Kelsey had a couple drops. I mean, that's – I think at this point we kind of have to take Kelsey for what he – for who he is – and you know what? He still had a very productive year. Yes, as a fan, you wanted him to have all the stats again. But you know what? We're chasing – he's chasing greatness in the playoffs too and, and when it really matters and chasing rings, and that's what the most important. And you know what? I think he's going to finish his contract out with just two more years. And I think – you know what? I think that man rips off a couple – another 1,000 yards next year, and he goes back to his little trajectory right before he calls it a year. And you know what? It was just a down year, technically. He played He played through a lot of injuries. But you know what? We're going to have to take some of the drops that might happen every now and then. But you know what? He was literally catching most of his other passes. You know, he had 71 receiving yards as well. I mean, she Rice had eight receptions for 130. That was a lot for a rookie in the game. Now, Puka Nakua last night really shattered that. But, you know, Travis Kelsey had seven receptions for 71 yards. Um but no, uh, I will say the one thing that uh, annoyed me mostly with the offense yesterday was McCole Hardman. Uh, I, I just, and I've said this, you know, and then he went out and, you know, made a Twitter post or whatever you want to call it now. It's still Twitter to me. He made a tweet last night saying like, oh, you know, they could still run their mouths on me and blah, 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 blah. Are you with me? You and me, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know what? I'm not saying he was talking about me specifically, but I did say something bad about him and stupid about him because – you know, I and, and more so like the fact that he just can't still can't track a ball. It's because he can't. The man, and, and I don't know if it, it, honestly, I don't know if it was just poor tracking or it just was an effort thing. But man, literally just twice Mahomes threw it down the field to him. And you know what? I'm glad that we're showing the ability to throw the ball down the field because we really weren't most of the year. We couldn't. They're showing it. But dude, McColl's not even going out and trying to grab the ball. He can't track it. You know, and this is why he this is why he's always been a good gadget player. This is why he's never been a true deep threat because he can't track a ball correctly. And that's why that's why they tried they got rid of him and then they brought him back. Still the same problems with him. And he saw Mahomes getting right onto him in the game. Um the one thing I will say about Mahomes and what teams are going to have to start really noticing is him running, and he doesn't have he doesn't have no messed up ankle. This is free. This is free running for him. So Mahomes, man, he's gonna he's gonna be moving. He's gonna be using them legs quite often in this game because this is what this is what uh, we need him to do in the the postseason. It's how it continues plays and how it stays plays and stuff. Uh, keeps drives alive. 
that was a good defensive uh, drive by um, Steelers. They they got off the field now. Their offense, I don't know, their offense just ain't good enough to put up points, unfortunately. Um, other guys that he's feeding, he fed uh, the third guy was Justin Watson in two reception for twenty. Noah had one for twenty. Marquez had a catch. I mean, he caught it. It was his only. It was only only pass to him, but he caught it. Uh, Rich James had one reception. Uh, the the starters the starters were MVS, Richie James, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, um, and that I think that's what they're going to roll with in the playoffs. I think uh, MVS has always been his role. Richie James is essentially taking that Kadarius Tony spot, and Rasheed Rice is uh well, I guess actually, you know what? I should say Kader- I should say Rasheed Rice is taking Kadarius Tony's role, and uh, what technically would have been Sky Moore's role. Since um, you know he was supposed to be a, a starter this year, that's uh, uh, Richie James, and I like Richie James out there. They utilize him a lot for special teams, but I really like having Richie James out there. I think this is what they need to roll with, continuing the playoffs. It's obviously working. They ran a lot of twelve personnel as well, uh, and twelve thirteen personnel. You, you saw that tight end screen where you had uh, Blake Bell and uh, Noah Gray out out to block. Um, there was a play, uh, another blocking play where, uh, Kelsey came out and, and end around and helped uh, Pacheco, Pacheco get freed up. And people say that Kelsey can't block. Oh, wide open. That was a good, that was a good. Oh my God. Wow. They fumbled. They fumbled the ball again. That is wild. They really fumbled it. Oh, never mind. Never mind. They they gave they gave the ball to him. But dude, literally, dude, literally fumbled it. I mean, it, I mean, it was. I mean, it was a. It was a fumble. Uh, they're definitely reviewing it. I mean, it was – when did it go out of bounds? That was the – I mean, Buffalo – ah, oh, god damn. I mean, that is uh, – sorry, I didn't mean to lose the Lord's name in vain, but that was – that's definitely a fumble. I don't know where they were pointing at that was out of bounds. That's that's a clean fumble and recover. Oh, they're gonna challenge again. Yep, <laughs> this is gonna be another another challenge that they're gonna win off of a fumble. They're gonna win two fumble challenges. Wow, wow. <sighs> Pittsburgh's a joke. I like Mike Mike Tomlin, and I I appreciate him, but it's just like man, like his last two playoff appearances were are gonna be wild card blowouts. You know, because we blew them out in 21, and they didn't make the playoffs last year. So, um, and then you know, this year it's looks like they're gonna be blowing. Looks like they're gonna be blowing this game to fucking Pittsburgh. I mean, they're gonna be blowing this game to Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo won. I mean, they're Buffalo's playing at home. I mean, it, Pittsburgh's not a good team. I guess we shouldn't really put all of our money onto them. But it's just like, damn, man, like. We're really about to have a away playoff game, and that—that's what Buffalo's always wanted. They've always wanted us to come here and play them. So, 
But you know what? I am not worried about them at all. Mahomes needs an away playoff game. We finally need one. And if it happens, it happens. And I think we go up there and we handle our business up in Orchard Park. Um, More into the offense, man. They were feeding Pop like crazy. Pop had those angry runs. Rushed for 89. He had 24 carries for 89 yards. I mean, only 3.7. He only 3.7 yards per carry. I mean, it kind of funneled out towards the, the middle of the game. But... I mean, it was definitely um, – ooh, ooh, they, they think they might have lost it. Ooh, it stands. Wow, that's kind of shocking to me. So, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo does not get the ball. So, it was a recovery out of bounds apparently to them. Um, but, no, back on our game – Isaiah Pacheco, man, he was running like a madman. Hey, Clyde, Clyde was doing his thing out there as well. Um, they had that stupid play with McCole Harmon. Didn't work. Obviously got taken out. Um, no, but I think this is how they need to keep the offense moving in the playoffs. I mean, this offense, I mean, the way that Mahomes is playing, if they play like this every single time, I mean, this team could easily, easily make continue this run. I, you know, I, Mahomes, this is the first time Mahomes ever felt comfortable that I felt like fully comfortable. And we played mistake free football. Now, there was a few penalties, like Juwan had a few, of course, and uh, Trey had, a, had, Trey had one. Um, but this, I mean, there was no turnovers. We didn't turn over the ball. And that was the biggest thing. Now, we have to have this conversation, and it's not going to be a comfortable conversation with people. And it's something that I've noticed all year, but I've, I've held it. I've I've really held it in. Um, they, we need to have a serious conversation about Creed Humphrey snaps. I love Creed, but the man the man snapping has been cheeks all year. I mean, it has been low, high. I mean, it's like, dude, what like what are you doing, like? Like, I mean, and granted, like maybe his snapping wasn't always the cleanest, but this is the first time that I've really, really noticed it. And it's, it's been bad. Um, it's been bad all year and I have no idea why it's happening. Now, once the ball is released from his hand, the man, the dude's a menace. And I mean, he's, I mean, his blocking's phenomenal. Like there's nothing wrong with his blocking. It's just the, the, what the getting the ball to the quarterback. Like, what are we doing? Like, come on, Creed. Like, I I just know he's better than that. And I don't know if it's like the like this the like the unnatural feel of a left-handed snapper. I, I don't know. But I I mean the the snaps are low. I mean, it even happened in the game. I mean, to the point where um I mean, hell, I mean shit. I mean, um uh, Mahomes, I mean, it, uh, Mahomes, I mean, he had to take off run. I mean, he almost had to take a sack because of it. So, uh, I mean, for, but for the most part, the offensive line played clean. You know, I know we, we get on the Juwan Taylor about his penalties, but his pass protection is phenomenal. It is. You know, I mean, there are times where he does get away with some holds or, you know, maybe some false starts or whatever case may be. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, his his pass blocking is exceptional. I mean, it's it's not, it's, it's not like one of those things where, you know, I, I think they – wasted money on him i mean i i think at the end of the day you're, he's making 20 million and he's playing right tackle you know he's making what you would call a left left tackle contract but 
you know, it, it could be one of those things where it's just that's just how it is. I mean, they wanted to kind of pay the right tackle market over to the right tackle market and then, you know, draft a left tackle knowing that he's going to be expensive in four years. And by that point, you get off Juwan Taylor's contract and you sign your your young stud left tackle. Now, I will say this. I you know what, people do not be surprised in this year's draft, the 2024 draft, that they draft the tackle first round. Do not be shocked by that. Now, I know we're all wanting a wide receiver, but with history shown, Beach only likes to take receivers in the second round. Hardman was a second-round pick, Sky was a second-round pick, and Rasheed was a second-round pick. So, you know, I if, if – if that happens, do not be shocked if we end up taking a left tackle, um, uh, our first round pick. And you know what? Maybe it might need to be that way because they might not like what they're seeing from Wanye to be that 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 uh, left tackle for the future. Who knows? We don't know because it is a pretty deep wide receiver class. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are coming out. It's not like, you know, I mean, yes, you want the the best players, but and you know, you want to keep feeding Mahomes, but. Mahomes' protection is just as good as his weapons is. So you always have to protect the quarterback. So if they draft if they draft a, a tackle, people cannot uh, cannot be mad about it. Um but no, I mean our offense was our offense was humming. I mean they they their defense wanted no part of tackling us. I mean it, I mean from everything. I mean they're Jalen Ramsey wanted no part, Eli Apple wanted no part, Duke Riley didn't want no part. Uh, there was a play where uh, Mahomes was basically like, you know, diagnosing the defense, uh, calling out some uh, pre-snap stuff. And then he basically said uh, 45 is coming, which is Duke Riley. Um, and Duke did come. And the announcer was like, yep, yep, and Riley is coming. And so he basically, you know, Mahomes just knows what he's doing. And Creed picked up the blitz. I mean, that's just what it was. Um. What a dummy. Why would you take a stupid why would you take a sack that far? Get rid of the ball, bro. <laughs> you just took like an unnecessarily stupid sack that probably is gonna kill your guys' momentum now. Now they're gonna be settling for field goal. See? Dummies. But they I mean he blew through Broderick Jones. I mean, Greg Rousseau did. All right. Um I'm just trying to think, you know, of anything about our offense and stuff. Um, no, I mean, our offense is, you know, our offense, they they just have to stay consistent with their plan. Oh, wow, that was a nice run, nice run. Um, they just got to stay consistent with their plan. They got to stick with these guys. I think this was a great formula with how they did Andy and Nagy. They put up a great, great, a great game plan. Uh, the the script was was perfect. They executed it perfectly. I mean, there was some there was some like drops, but again, like they they picked it up for the most part. Um, and they're gonna have to keep feeding the rookie Rasheed Rice and have to keep feeding Pacheco. I mean, they can literally keep it pushing through the playoffs with this formula. I mean, Andy Reid and his uh, frozen mustache. If any of you guys noticed that, um, you know, it, it it set it all off the night. It, it really did. He made a joke about it, but I couldn't tell. I, I forgot what it was. Well, we just got the ball off in time. It was almost a layup game. You better get rid of that. Oh, wow. Trucked that guy. Um, wow, he trucked uh, Elam, uh, Kyrie Elam, which 
I will always forever give the the Buffalo Bills shit for that because we we jumped them to take McDuffie, who is an All Pro, um, and they had it. They were forced to take uh, Kyrie Elam. So, um, but who knows if McDuffie would have had the same type of you know you know, production and being in Buffalo. I mean, we have Dave Merritt, who's probably the best defensive back coach, in my opinion, um, in the National Football League right now. All right, uh, that was pretty much uh, the talk of the offense. When we get back, we're going to finish up with our dominant defense. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, we are back, and we're going to go over the defense real quick. Um, well, uh, I actually took some time before I came back to this next segment, uh, actually fully watched the bills and uh, Steelers game. Well, Steelers are ass and they could not, they could not take care of anything and they completely blew that game, which was kind of expected. And it was always going to be chiefs and Buffalo uh, chiefs and uh, bills. So yes, we are heading to Buffalo. Mahomes will play his uh, first road playoff game. We'll talk about the – we'll review that obviously later in the week. Um, that does give us <clears throat> more rest because, you know, we played last Saturday and, you know, we could have been playing this Saturday if we were going to be playing the Texans. But, no, we're playing Sunday night. So, we'll be the the Sunday night slot, the, the last game of the divisional round. Um, like I said, it was always going to be Chiefs versus uh, Bills. That's kind of where everybody wants it to be. It's all four uh, division winners that are left and all the other teams are out. So, uh, and quick, uh, quick thing. Uh, Mike Tomlin was asked at the, at his podium after the game and was asked like, you know, like it was literally like, there was like one quote, probably gonna be one question left left anyways. And some lady was like, uh, Mike, you have one year. And he, when he heard one year left, like he immediately just walked out of the podium and left. I, I don't blame him one bit on that. Don't ask me that fucking question right now. I'm not worried about I'm not worried about my job security and where I'm at right now and my job. I'm not doing that. I'm not worried about that right now. I just lost a fucking playoff game that we could have possibly won. I mean, there were chances that the Steelers had. They're just not a good team. They need a fucking quarterback. They need to draft somebody and stop trying to fucking get this defense elite because guess what you're drafting all these defensive players and then they wound up getting fucking hurt for the goddamn season but no we're gonna walk into orchard park and we're gonna stand on business that's just what's gonna happen we're gonna win i i have no doubt that we can walk into buffalo and play our asses off the way that they played last week shows me promise i believe this team can do it and Mahomes, it, it, it's going to be a different feel. Mahomes will be playing his first road playoff game. It's the first road one. But guess what? It doesn't matter. Mahomes is great on the road. We are great on the road. And they're they're going to still be coming off a short week because they played on Monday, so which is today. All right. Let's uh let's get back to the uh review of the the wild card game and um let's go over the defense, kind of finish up a little bit. Defense is phenomenal. They've been phenomenal all year, and they just kept proving them why they are. Uh, like I said, Miami didn't want no part of being in this cold. Uh, Tua, you know, he was shaking the entire time, was confused. Spags was just doing his specials and coverage, um, sending every sending different pressures from all different angles and areas. Um, 
and Tua really just could not get anything going. And it looked like his receivers didn't – his receivers were getting locked the fuck up anyways. Sneed, if they do not – if they do not back up the Brinks truck for him, I'm going to lose my shit. And I bet you Mahomes is like, no, we got to keep this guy on defense. Got to. Got to. I uh, got the uh, Eagles and the Bucks game on right now, and they're it, Bucks are moving the ball on them quite easy. Um, I figured, I figured. I mean, the, the the Eagles have played bad like the last like month of football. I mean, they could easily get got in this game, and then they're playing in Tampa. Um, but yeah, I know Roddy White. It's pretty good. Or Rashad White, not Roddy White. Roddy White was the receiver. Uh, <laughs> Rashad Rashad White. Um, but no, our Sneed, man, that dude's a lockdown corner. He locked, locked Tyreek Hill up, jammed him, jammed the shit out of him, threw basically threw him to the ground, and then was like, I do this shit, I do this shit. And Tyreek pushed him and shit like that and got pissed. And oh man. And I love to like look, guys. I I I love Tyreek. I mean, he got one. Like I said, he got one on us. He ended up scoring a touchdown. One thing I will say, I appreciated that he didn't do is he didn't throw up the peace sign. Well, and it was like one of those situations where you know maybe he just didn't think about it in a way. But I I do know that he did say on his podcast, "I'm not trying to get fined. I'm not trying to lose any more money." And you know his house was on fire, so that that I'm sure that wasn't you know cheap. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where he probably just didn't want to get fined. And you know what? I truthfully think in deep down inside, he sincerely has like he loves he loves Chiefs Kingdom. He does. Um, but you know what? He's down in Miami. He's making his money and, you know, he's doing his thing. You know, he's going to probably be the Dolphins all time leading receiver when it's all said and done for him down there. And, you know, who knows? Maybe one day he might come back to Kansas City. But. Anyways, uh, he ended up getting locked the fuck up uh, by Snead, and then he got drilled by fucking Trent McDuffie. And I, I guarantee you, the Trent McDuffie situation. Oh, Baker's gonna take it. Oh, that was a nice slide. Um, uh, Trent, I guarantee you, Trent McDuffie legitimately got you know because he's the one who got got on that touchdown, and I bet you that that stuck with him. And you know what? The moment he saw that opportunity, I mean, he came in there like a missile, drilled Tyreek, smacked him. And you know what? That's just that's just what that's just what this defense does. This this secondary especially is nasty. Mike Edwards, Mike Edwards played played with with a fairly good good secondary. I mean, I mean he had uh you know, he had Anton Winfield. Anton Winfield had a, you know, uh, he's an all-pro safety. And then you know you had uh, Carl, uh, Carlton uh, Davis, who was a decent corner, and um, they had a, uh, they had like another another guy, I think like Jordan Whitehead or something like that. But I think he went to uh, New York. But no, they had a good secondary. But Mike Edwards just he said like, "Hey, this is this this is the best this is the best secondary I've ever played with." And maybe you know what I don't know if maybe that's just you know because of like success right now. But Mike's been balling out. He got an interception. And if you look at if you look at that play that he specifically got the interception on, that was like a that coverage that Spags threw. It was like it called. It was like something like deep in his bag. It was like a ring around the rosy type of play. So they started in too high. 
You had Mike Edwards and Chamari Connor down there, and you had Justin coming down and playing the box with uh playing the box with uh Nick. So they were in dime personnel. And um and so you had you had uh Chamari and Mike playing that too high. Mike crash rotates over like he's almost like he's kind of coming down to act like he's a robber, essentially, and Chamari rotates over to the point where he becomes like a single high safety. They do that almost like, so they start too high when, when Tua's lining the guys up. And then once Tua gets basically in his stance, they switch to that single high in the moment that he snapped that ball. When they, when they were in that single high, they quickly rotated right back. Mike dropped right back deep and then uh uh Chamari came Chamari came down to the point where they were both lined back into that too high and the moment that uh Tua snapped the ball they were already back in the too high shell it was re- and it was like whoa like I'm like what kind of coverage is that it was like that you know that's the one thing I like about Spags and what he does with his safeties and that's why he prioritizes his safeties more in his uh, secondary, he he obviously he has to have a smart mic that's going to call it. But, you know, he has to have smart players all around. But the, the mic and then his safeties, he relies so much on them to do so much movement in the back end. And the, the way that they're, they're, they're asked to do, I mean, granted, granted, it was a little overthrown just because it, it threw it threw two off. And, and again, that guy that was right in the middle, that was supposed to be Justin's guy. Justin was kind of late to it. So if it was connected, it, it probably would have connected. And ju- and that would have been Justin's man. But luckily, the coverage, the confusion threw Tua off. And he was getting pressured, too. I mean, the pressure was on him all night. And um, he threw the pick. I mean, and Mike, Mike, Mike snagged him. Mike is good about grabbing, like, about getting turnovers. And I think... The moment that he became available, I think Veach said, "Like, okay, we need we need turnovers. This defense is good, but we need turnovers. Like, that's what they need." And and Mike's the type of guy that has a knack for the football. Now, granted, we haven't had as many this year um, as we you know had hoped for, but you know they've been they've, they've been greedy. They've been trying to get after the ball, and I, I even that that hit that Trent laid on uh, Tyreek that was that that right there was a um, like that was a uh, he almost stripped it. I mean, Tyreek bobbled it. I mean, it 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 really could have been one of those similar situations that happened uh, down over in Germany. But no, the secondary played lights out. Um, I have no you know complaints about them. Obviously, Legarius Need, man, I dude should have been an All Pro. He was obviously snubbed. Uh, everybody's everybody's even talking about it. How he was snubbed. If we pay him and he continues this trajectory, he will be an all-pro. He should have been one this year. I almost I almost wonder if they looked at the penalties and like, ah, well, you know what? Yeah, he might hold, you know, he might hold all these guys to this amount of yardage and shut them down, but he he leads the league in penalties, doesn't really have a whole lot of turnovers, and they they take all that bullshit into consideration when you know what? How about you look at the situ- you? How about you look at this situation and understand that there hasn't been this type of player in pff, years. It's been since Darrell Revis. 
There has not been a tight end. There's not been a – I just was looking at a tight end. That's why I said it. Um, there has not been a corner that has locked this locked their guys up. This, like, like truly locked them up, holding them to barely anything. There hasn't been this in years. Like I said, it the last one was um, – the last one was uh, Darrell Rivas, was Rivas Island. So that's why I believe – that's why I believe they need to pay Legereus Need. Pay him. Just pay him. Now let's move on to the linebackers uh real quick. Um and you know, I didn't really have too much complaints about uh Justin uh Jalen Watson um and those other guys. I mean, it was just really just Legereus Need and Trent McDuffie that you were seeing, and the safeties played pretty well for the most part. Now on to linebacking core, because honestly, I think they were pretty much the unsung heroes of the night. They, all four of them, like I said, I think we have the best linebacking core in the National Football League from a totality standpoint. I mean, you have like a couple teams that have like a, like a, like maybe one, like at least one guy, and then they have, you know, might have be lucky and have like two guys. Um, like Tampa, you know, they're, you know, even though they don't have, um, well, actually, they don't have, uh, what's the name? Uh, is out Devin White uh but they have uh still have Levante David uh, but yeah Levante David and Devin White those those were two linebackers that played very well next to each other or like if you go back in the you know about like 10, 10 years ago you had like a uh, Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis that 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 uh that combo that combo was good and um so when you have you know when you have a linebacking core that can play well and we have four now they u- literally use Leo and I applaud him for catching a lot of the uh, uh, passes and stuff. Um, he, uh, you know, not passes. He caught a lot of the kickoff returns because they were squibbing it a lot. You know, it was cold. I can imagine those kickers did not want to boot boot out of the field like they normally would. So um, I applaud him for making those guys. But they use Leo a lot as like almost like an extra down lineman. Um, that Sam rush backer. It's like they've heard. It's like they heard everybody talk about it everywhere, and that was like, all right, we're gonna start using him as a pass rusher, and they do. And I mean, hell, he holds his own. I mean, he makes plays out there. He sets the edge. I mean, if you look at his PFF grades, he's like one of the best graded linebackers in the league. I mean, he's really. I mean, he's really good um, for what he is asked to do. Um, and now Willie Gay, he made plays. He made a couple plays in the backfield. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second because uh, there was uh, a lot of people. There's an account that's around right now, uh, and it it it. it, it I'll, I'll explain that in a second. But um, no, uh, Willie Gay made a play, a couple plays in the backfield. Drew Tranquil made plays as he normally does, and then Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton, man, our the linebacker, the Mike, the number one linebacker on the team, Mike one. He was all over the place, sniffing screens out. This is why Nick Bolton is who he is. That's why we have him in this defense. This is why he's, he's that good. So man, our linebackers were all over the place and they're the whole reason why this defense, not this defense is, is where it's at. I think I think having a great linebacking core the way that you do that can command a lot of the middle of the field 
and make those plays when you have, and then you have like a, such a talented secondary, such a smart secondary behind you. It, it it's great all over the place. And even in the defensive line, George Karloftis menace one and a half sacks. I thought he had two, but they gave that half to Chris, um, which is fine. I guess you give a half to Chris and has that in his career. Um, but you know, they were pressuring to all night long. Omenahu was all, you know, Omenahu made a couple plays in the backfield, the running back. I mean, he was pressuring too. I mean, they, Tua was not comfortable. I mean, it, for one, it was cold and that line was makeshift on a lot of things. They, you know, they were moving some guys around and, uh, you know, Liam Eikenberg's not good. Um, and no, they, uh, they they were blowing that offensive line up. I mean, now they didn't get the sacks as much, but they were getting a lot of pressures, uh, and they were making plays on the run. They were stopping the run. Derek Nottie had a phenomenal game. Uh, one thing I will say about George Karloftis that you know was kind of uh, it might be confusing to some people, but his coverage was like his plays that he's making in coverage was phenomenal. I mean, he was hitting guys, bringing them back close to the line of scrimmage or line of gain. I mean, it was it was literally easy for you know george i mean he had a phenomenal game and you know it's one of those things where joe colin joe colin is responsible for george Karloftis. that's why like i feel like george i feel like joe colin and chris obviously have their special relationship they kind of have like their ups and downs like they you know, they, you know, he's gotten on to Chris about some effort before. And I think Chris is like kind of chirped back a little bit, but you know, they're, uh, but that's, you know, it's his guy, but like Chris is Joe Colin's guy, but I feel like George is, is Joe Colin's baby. Like, like not like that in a weird way, but I'm saying like he got this guy as a rookie and he gets to really develop him, and he's developed him very well. And I think it goes to show you about well how well George Carlotta has handled his offseason training, training with uh, uh, Tom Bali, and, you know, just doing all those types of things. And it, it's been great for him, and he showed it this year, man. Dude was a double-digit sack, had a double-digit sack season. I mean, you loved, you loved every bit of that. Why is all these – I don't understand why all of these celebrities are here. This makes no sense. Uh, well, I guess. Oh, I guess that. Oh, this. Yeah, it makes no sense. Not celebrities. You have college. Why I say celebrities? You have. Well, you do have a few celebrities here, but then there's some college coaches like Lincoln Riley's there. I don't understand. Like, uh, I almost wonder if like he's like ah, I might be leaving USC here pretty soon and trying to get a job in the NFL. I'm you know I don't have a good quarterback coming in and. And that was pretty much a disaster, you know, with the whole Caleb Williams situation. I, you know, they they had a great year. Uh, obviously, when their first year together uh, at Oklahoma, and then their second year together at USC, but that third year was pretty awful. Oh my goodness! Wow, this this Eagles secondary is horrendous. I mean, the Bucks the Bucks might win this, but Baker Mayfield is going to really win. I mean, he's going to win his second playoff game ever in his in his career. That that's I mean I mean it's still three it's still three zero I I can't be saying that they're gonna win him say he could win his first uh his second playoff game in his uh, career um but no I mean the defensive line was all over the place back onto them and uh, I appreciate George Karloftis I appreciate this secondary they handled them very well they sent the Dolphins pack in I mean if you get on Twitter uh, and this is why I love, love Tyreek I mean he made a joke and saying like. Uh, 
He's like, man, that boy jammed me all the way to Cancun. He jammed my. He's like, he's like that boy jam. He's like, man, boy jammed my ass to Cancun. And then, and then, and then, and then Steve, Steve was dying. His was like, bro, you funny, bro. Like you funny as hell. That's because look, you know they look. You know what? They were teammates at a point. Oh, that should have been Mike Evans' pass. Yeah, he should have had that one. Um. Uh, but no. Uh, one thing. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. This game was uh kind of got me distracted for a second. Um, no, they they took care of business. Sent the sent the uh, Miami Dolphins pack in. Oh, when I was talking about Tyreek, yeah, and then uh, Lejarius Neen then responded uh, back and laughed at it. They're they're friends. They're every, like. I'm telling you, the Chiefs, a lot of those players are still friends with Tyreek. They they are. And they know how Tyreek can be silly and how he can just act like a fool and troll people on social media. That's just his thing. And, you know, and a lot of fans kind of get annoyed by it. I know it can be annoying. He kind of comes after us sometimes. But you know what? He really didn't this this uh, game leading up. and uh, But, you know, it didn't matter. They still took the L and they got sent home. So. Uh, on to business against the Buffalo Bills. We will get that uh, preview uh, on uh, sometime later this week. Uh, like I said, the game is Sunday night against them. We will be heading to Orchard Park. Patrick Mahomes will be playing his first ever away playoff game. And I believe that um, – oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, this single secondary is horrendous. And they even traded for Kevin Byard too. And Kevin Byard's supposed to be a really good safety. And yeah, and they just man, that's uh ugh, that's funny. Um but no, uh, you know what? I'm happy that they won. This is a, a gonna be good rest a couple rest days and stuff so they can get uh, get their minds mentally prepared. They go I think they go in obviously Tuesday. Uh, well, if their game was Saturday, they would immediately go in on Tuesday. But um, or they might actually immediately go in on Monday, I should say, because the game would be so early. But no, they they'll be back to work, I believe, Tuesday and uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then they'll travel uh, Saturday and uh, get ready to go to the game and get ready to play the Bills on Sunday night. Um. No, special teams was great. Don't uh, no complaints for them. Obviously, you can't complain because Bucker was the only one who scored our points. Uh, he uh, made all our field goals because we couldn't really score in the red zone after that. I mean, Pacheco had his tutty, and um, Mahomes had his one touchdown pass for she Rice, but uh, it was just all field goals from that point at uh, Harrison Bucker. So at least we know Harrison Bucker's still doing his thing. Um, that's uh, awesome for him. And then Tommy, he was, you know, he was fine and punting for the most part. Um, and our return game wasn't bad. I'm just glad they were able to catch the ball, fair catch it when it was necessary. Um, no, but that's pretty much going to kind of do it for this episode. I'm just trying to think, is there anything else we need to cover real quick before we get out of here? Um, oh, uh, the other divisional round uh, game is uh, Houston heading to Baltimore. I believe Houston can really give Baltimore a run for their money. They lost some earlier in the season. They can go in there and get some revenge and probably win. C.J. Stroud is playing on another level. 
I will say he's probably the closest thing to Mahomes starting at a er, like this early, like coming like not like he's. And when I say I said I tread the lightly because I am a Chiefs fan. I am obviously a Patrick Mahomes fan. He's like from like uh, the trajectory and because he's going to probably win Offensive Rookie of the Year for how well he's played this year. You know it. He, the talent, the arm talent, the way he's able to move, I think that's the closest thing. He isn't Mahomes. The dude needs to be in the league for some time, win you, win you a couple MVPs, win you a couple Super Bowls, and we'll talk. You know, But for, for him to be where he's at, taking his team to the playoffs in his first year, being a starter rookie, and a lot of that also to do with the rookie head coach and Demick Ryans. I mean, it's such a, it's such a cool story to see. Um, another cool story to see is uh, the Detroit Lions winning uh, their first playoff game, and uh, and they, that was their first playoff game in 30 years, and then it was their first win in like beef like 34 years because uh, their last playoff appearance was a loss, and they never made it ever again. Um, yeah, it was one of those things with the Lions that they just they they came close at times, but just never did. And um, uh, we'll say it, it was one of those things where I thought maybe Matt Stafford was going to walk in and just break all their hearts, but he didn't do it and he couldn't do it. And Lions wanted it more. Now I will say this when we lost in week one and I was at the stadium, I did run my mouth a little bit and I said, y'all are not going to make the playoffs. And we, you know, it was kind of a little, little drunk situation, you know, jawing back and forth a little bit, but they started it. I tried to be a good sport and they started it and I kind of wanted to finish it a little bit, but no, uh, no, I said, y'all are not going to make the playoffs. And you know what? I was completely wrong. They, they, well, their the team ended up finishing at the end, but no, they, they're making it, they're, they're heading to the divisional round. I, I don't know what the NFC picture looks like right now. I'm not going to look at it. Um, because uh, they still need to, I think that I think they play the winner of this game, the Eagles Bucks. Um, but no, we we already know who we're playing, and I Houston they're gonna take on Baltimore. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, that's gonna go ahead and do it for this episode. Uh, we handled business against those Miami Dolphins, sent them uh, back to Cancun. Um, or made them pack their bags for Cancun, I should say, or send them back to down to South Beach. But they won 26-7 to in dominant fashion. And uh, we'll get that preview out for the Buffalo Bills here in the next coming day. So hope you guys all enjoy it. With that being said, Connect is always real. Go Chiefs.